0: What's going on people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host Jake Painting, creator of the House and Grouse Timberwolves newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Cana Supers and SB Nation. The word I kept repeating to myself during this Timberwolves game and the word House and Grouse was laced with in the player ratings that you can check out at HowesandGrowls.substack.com was maddening, and that's exactly what this team is. Fresh off what may have been their grittiest and dirtiest win of the season against the Memphis Grizzlies, the Wolves lose a no-defence firefight to the Oklahoma City Thunder with a final score of 135-128. to Maddening, a carousel of calamity that keeps on swinging around and around, occasionally hitting some really fun highs, but also continuously hitting these really strange and painful lows. And this was another one of those weird lows. It didn't feel the same way that the games against Charlotte and Golden State and Washington felt in the last few weeks. And it definitely didn't feel the same way that the games against Memphis or Indiana did that bookended those three losses. To be fair, it was, it was kind of fun. Not fun in the way a win is or fun in the way this season is supposed to be, but it was not a downright beatdown, it was more of a back and forth night with lots of great plays from both teams and lots of bad plays from both teams, and of course there were a lot of bad refereeing decisions and quick fire technical fouls, although they only went one way and it wasn't the way that we as Wolves fans like to see, but at the end of the day it was a loss, a loss to a Thunder team that the Wolves really should be beating, a loss that sends them back under 500 and a loss that sends them back out of the very early season playoff race. And there are always plenty of things to talk about with this team, both very positive and very negative. And that's kind of the point I want to make in this episode. This team is a quintessential middling team right now. They aren't as bad as we probably think they are when they lose, and they're not as good as we probably think they are when they win. They are the dictionary definition of average. With that in mind, this episode's number is 16, as in the 16th best net rating the Timberwolves have in the lead right now at minus 0.1, meaning, in other words, that they are currently outscored by their opponents by 0-1 points per 100 possessions on the season. Let's take a break and then we'll dive a little bit deeper. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita! Make some bad decisions. Yes! So, as I said before the break, the Wolves are just average. They're good at some things and they're terrible at other things. They are great at some things and they are just okay in some other things. Put that in a melting pot and give it the 23-game sample size we currently have and they grade out to just be average in a lot of things. As it currently stands, after this game against Oklahoma City, they are 16th in net rating, as I noted. 18th in offensive rating with 112.1 points scored per 100 possessions. And 11th in defense with 112.2 points allowed per 100 possessions. Pretty average, right? And then it continues. Their effective field goal percentage is at 11th at 55.2%. And 12th in effective field goal percentage against at 53.6%. They are 12th in free throw rate and 20th in free throw rate against. In the most basic numbers for offense and defense, they hover between, you know, 10 and 20, anywhere around the middle of the league. But then they have what I like to call these big swing numbers. For example, they shoot 70% at the rim for the season, and that's the fifth best field goal percentage at the rim in the league. But. They balance that out by shooting 33.6% from three, the sixth worst three-point percentage in the league. And conversely, they hold teams to just 62.7% at the rim, which is the fourth, pe- be- the fourth best percentage in the league. But they also allow teams to shoot 38% from three, which is the third worst percentage in the league. Now, you're probably wondering why this is on my mind and in your ears after an early December loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. But when you are a team who has so many average areas, and also so many areas that swing from great to awful, these are the results that you are going to get. There is no consistency in the numbers, which leads to no consistency on the court, which leads to no consistency in the standings, or any given game on a night-to-night basis. The best comparison I can find, I've kind of been looking through this for a little bit, is the 2021-2022 Chicago Bulls, the Bulls from last season. They finished with a minus 0.0 point, a minus 0.2 net rating, just 0.1 points per 100 possession, worse than this current Wolves team. They ranked 14th in offense and 22nd in defense. They scored with the 8th best field goal percentage and allowed the 22nd best field goal percentage in the lead. The Bulls were 14th in field goal percentage at the rim and 6th in field goal percentage from three. And they held teams to the 7th lowest field goal percentage at the rim but also allowed the 4th highest clip from three. Again, that's a lot of numbers, a lot of jargon. What I'm trying to say is that the Chicago Bulls of last season were a very average team. And just like the Minnesota Timberwolves of this season, they too lost games to Charlotte and Orlando and San Antonio and teams of that nature. And just like the Wolves, they went on really hot and really cold streaks. They had four win streaks that lasted more than five games and four losing skids that lasted more than five games. In the end, they finished sixth in a reasonably weak Eastern Conference and they were bounced in the first round of the playoffs in five games by the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, no two teams are the same, but this is a similar path that Minnesota are currently tracking down, all while being in a super, super competitive Western Conference instead of last year's Eastern Conference. So as much as something feels like it has to give with this franchise or it has to give with this team, there is a very real chance that this is who the Minnesota Timberwolves are with or without Carl Anthony Towns. Someone has to live in the middle of that pack of the 30 NBA teams, even if that's not what we should expect or what we want to expect. Now, on the other hand, there's also the very real possibility that this could change, for better or for worse. An average team like Minnesota walk a very small tightrope, and that tightrope can either rise above the level that's currently at, or you can plummet down to your death. An average team like Minnesota are a tweak or a roster change away from vaulting into a top 10 team, or they are an unredeemable form slump or mentality drop-off away from being a bottom 10 team. And they are really in this limbo zone right now. This next 15 to 20 games, which will likely all come without Carlton Towns are going to be super important to kind of shape those facts out. If Minnesota continue to ride this current carousel, they will end up just like the 2021-2022 Bulls, but in a harder conference. If they can go say 10 and 5 in the next 15 games, they might just find themselves a playoff team with a ton of untapped potential. And if they go something like 5 and 10, It might just be too deep of a hole to climb out of. Next up is the Indiana Pacers on Thursday of all days. A a lot of days off lately for the Timberwolves. And that will be the start of this 15 to 20 game stretch where they really need to find themselves. And like I said, the chances are they might just find themselves being the same as what they are right now. But the NBA season doesn't go forever. At some point, we're going to be 35 or 40 games into this season. And by that stage, it really is very hard to make a discernible switch in team mentality, team play, standings, win percentage, all of those things. So this is the time. This is the, I know we've been saying that from the very start of the season, but the hourglass is slowly ticking away and the Timberwolves need to find themselves starting with that Indiana Pacers game on Thursday. We know that the Pacers game was one of the best of their season last week so or 2 weeks ago but um this is important it's important to do it again i'll be here to discuss it hope you'll be you too